Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hey, Nicole. Hello, Kate. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm very good. I'm very excited for today. I'm so excited today as well because it's another one of our special guest episodes. Yippee. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we are inviting Katie Kremitzos on the mic to chat with us about meditation and mindfulness, which are two things I'm so curious to hear from her about. I've been friends with Katie, I think, pretty much since the start of my entrepreneurial journey. Her and her husband, Chris, have always been huge supporters, and we've uh, gone to their events, we've done events with them, we've done virtual stuff with them, and I've just loved getting to know Katie over the years. She's such a sweetheart, has such a big heart, and she's wicked smart. I've Yeah, I've followed Katie's work. She's been huge in the podcasting space all these years that that we've mm-hmm. been in podcasting as well. So it's been and it, but it's been ages since I've connected with Katie and so I'm so happy that she's joining us today. Yes, for sure. So friends, the reason we invited Katie on the mic today is because she knows a thing or two about mindfulness and meditation. Katie is the creator of the Women's Meditation Network and collectively her podcasts have over 70 million downloads. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> She has 730,000 monthly listeners and over 2,000 episodes. So, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, mad respect. It's so so impressive to see such a huge catalog of meditations dedicated to women. There are seven different podcasts that are all available for free. I've been digging into them recently. I've particularly loved the Meditation for Women. And just last night, too, I was listening to the Sleep Meditation for Women as well. Oh, yeah. And actually, this morning, I did one of the Morning Meditation for Women. So really, really great meditations there, all for women. And as you'll hear, Katie has such a beautiful, soothing voice as she takes you through these guided meditations with some gorgeous music in the background. I was amazed at how I instantly felt transported and this sense of calm just washed over me as I tuned into these meditations. Yeah, I've had the same experience. I've tuned into some of her sleep meditations and I totally agree. I mean, you just feel like you are wherever she's brought you, which is such a talent. I don't know. Do you call it a talent? She's just, she's so talented. (laughs) Well, I'm definitely excited to jump into this convo with Katie because meditation and mindfulness is something I'm very into. However, Nicole, you and I both chatted before. Uh, I think both of us kind of feel like, well, okay, I will speak for myself. I feel like I approach it in a much different way than what might 
be considered like mainstream. Mm. And so I'm really keen to hear Katie's take on this. Oh, no, it's okay, because I think I'm all over the shop when it comes to meditation. So I'm so (laughs) glad we are bringing an expert on and definitely keen to, you know, have her here like what we do and to have her take on that as well. Yeah, I just realized that we both used Keen and I know that you use Keen. I wonder if you're rubbing off on me because Keen is not a word that I typically use. <laughs> oh, I think it's an, is it an Australianism. I think Omar's I think pointed, yeah, he's pointed that out. Yeah. She's like, Austra- I'm keen for, to do this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, both of us are keen to bring Katie on. So let's do it. Katie, we are so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining me and Nicole. Oh, you are welcome, ladies. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited to connect with you guys. I feel like it's been a a lifetime since we have like chatted. It basically has been. (laughs) (laughs) That's what life does, right? Hashtag life. Yeah. I know our listener friends are very excited to um, have you be joining us today because meditation and mindfulness, I'm pretty sure, Nicole, we've pr- at least mentioned it a handful of times, but we always are kind of like, we don't really know too much about this. So table, you know, mm-hmm. put it on the in the parking lot and let's bring it back on when we find someone who's amazingly uh, well-established and educated and has experience in this area. And so, yeah, we are very excited for you to share your knowledge with us today. Good. Well, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, because Kate and I have our own versions of what we think meditation is. So we'll definitely want to run those by you today and have your take on what we do. That sounds good. But- but have no have no qualms. I am not like Judge Dredd. Like, okay, that that is meditation. Nope, that is not meditation. <laughs> I just am someone who has a lot of experience as a meditator, and uh, obviously do it in my work. And I feel like uh, it is so extraordinary and and big in my life and in my world. And I and I'm sure exactly what you tell me is going to be like, yes, yes, that's exactly it. So. Well, we hope so. <laughs> right. So actually, I'm curious then because I have a lot of people ask me if I meditate and I kind of think that it comes like in this entrepreneurial business space that like people assume that you do. And I always feel a little bit weird when I'm asked that because I don't sit down, you know, like on the floor and close my eyes and do like these set breathing exercises or have like special music or any of that. But I do feel like I have ways that I meditate meditate that are not so traditional yep. like what what do you think about that Katie a hundred percent I I mean I know you and I know you are an athlete I know you love to run I know you work out right so I would imagine that one of the big pulls um, and one of the big benefits that you get out of working out is what we call like a movement meditation like a, a meditation of actual movement right where where you sort of get into the uh, headspace of clarity you know the runner's high the runner's calm right um, so there in my in my definition definition, I think meditation is really just a pause. Mm -hmm. And if you see it as that broad of a definition, it really can be so many things. And so Kate, for you, I would imagine your runs are just this opportunity for you to pause to allow your mind to kind of stop roaming a thousand miles a minute and allow a little bit of space to open. And anytime that that's happening, I consider that a meditation that could be, you know, going and standing out in the grass and taking three deep breaths. That could be the moment that you're sitting down with your kid and just like totally in presence with them and just like, you know, completely like there's just a spaciousness to that moment. 
that could be walking meditations, you know, going out and just walking in nature or walking by the beach, whatever that is. And it could be sitting down, you know, uh, it could be laying down and, you know, listening to a guided meditation. It could be sitting up very imperfectly, not erectly, but very comfortably. And, you know, sitting with your hands in your uh, in your lap uh, with incense burning at 5 a.m. every morning. <laughs> but it doesn't have to look like any of those things. Uh, there is There are no rules for what it has to look like. The what's most important about meditation is that it's just an opportunity for you to have a conscious pause. Okay, I'm so happy that you just said all of that because <laughs> that's what I, that's what I've always thought and believed, but I wasn't sure if other people thought and believed that as well, especially people who are very well versed in the meditation space. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that there are, you know, in the schools of meditation and in the the different types of practices of meditation, there are very real benefits and reasons why you do certain types of meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, certain types of breathing meditations, certain types of like a transcendental meditation, like the the manners of which or the or the the types of meditation have very purposeful reasons behind them but you don't have to do those exactly perfectly mm-hmm. in order to be meditating and in, in order to benefit from meditation Nicole how about you like what's your kind of take on meditation so I was first introduced to meditation through the practice of yoga. Hmm. I never had anyone in my family or friends, uh, you know, before entrepreneurship, I was a teacher. I don't think anyone I knew in my world, unless they, you know, didn't share it with me, actually meditated. So it was through yoga that I got to understand this idea of like, okay, at the end you sit, you breathe, you just go quiet, you don't talk until the teacher says class is over. (laughs) And so that was kind of my first introduction. And then I think I've experimented with all sorts of like the apps, whether it's the Calm app. I think that was one of the first apps that I downloaded. I've gone from a guided meditation to an app that just has a chime at the beginning and the end and just quiet nothingness in between. Um, and, And you're right, they all kind of have their different, like I can see how there's a different purpose behind each style of meditation. One thing that's been a struggle though for me in all of these, so I love that you said conscious pause, is that the struggle that I've had is the mind just constantly chattering and going. Like what is it, the monkey brain that they refer to? The monkey monkey mind, mind, right? (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about like is it okay to have thoughts, (laughs) you know, like or are you supposed to not have a single thought? Is that really possible? I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think one of the most common misconceptions when stepping into a meditation practice is, and probably one of the most common reasons why people give up or just decide they're not going to do it is because my mind can't stop. Like it keeps going and going and going. And there's this thought that we're supposed to stop our minds. Like we do meditation, we, you know, press play on the guided meditation or we turn the app on and press go. The chime goes and boom, our mind is supposed to go empty. And that's how it's supposed to be until the very end of the meditation. And that's just not going to happen. Like it's, first of all, that's definitely a muscle to practice, but our mind's physical job is to create thoughts. Like we can't stop our brain from creating thoughts. So our job through meditation is an acceptance that our thoughts are constantly going to be rolling and use it as an opportunity to practice to not not deleting the thoughts, but separating from the thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
And that's truly the power of meditation because when you're able to sort of calm yourself down and a lot of meditations use this practice of, of really using your body, your physical body to come into a state of presence, right? So, you know, you, you, I will guide people into like, you know, come into your breath, you know, feel yourself breathing in, breathing out, getting extraordinarily uh, detailed with those physical ex- uh, experiences and sensations so that we can practice kind of like pulling our mind away or pulling ourself away from those Mm. thoughts out here. In that practice, something really beautiful happens is we're allowed to see and we have the opportunity to practice that we're actually separate from those thoughts. And all of a sudden it becomes okay that those thoughts are rattling, but it becomes incredibly empowering that we are not our thoughts. Because if we can separate from those thoughts, then what we can do is we can create this space of stillness amongst it all. And we can start choosing to have the thoughts and to really hold on to the thoughts that are really productive for us and really helpful. And we can choose to really let go and dissolve the thoughts that are not so productive for us. So one of the, I mean, there's a gazillion visuals that I could give you here, but a really simple one would be, you know, imagining that you're sitting on the bank of a river and your mind is creating all these thoughts, like all these leaves that are falling from the trees and sort of going down the river and just going, going, going. What what we, what our ego wants to do is dive into the river and believe that that is our life, right? Well, I got to grab all these leaves because chaos is happening and I got to save the leaves and we're going to drown and oh my gosh, all the stress, right? Well, what's actually true is that those leaves are just our thoughts. We are actually sitting on the bank of the river. So if we give ourselves an opportunity to consciously pause, we can, we can have this moment of interruption between the thought and, and our reaction to it. And it opens up this space, this, this opportunity to see those leaves float down the river and we can just watch them pass by. The leaves aren't going to stop dropping. They're not going to stop filling the river. The river's not going to stop flowing. But we can now sit in who we actually are on the bank of that river and start making choices from there, which is a really empowering place to sit. Oh, my gosh, that's so powerful. I feel like I just got into the meditation with you right there. (laughs) And I'm not recording to me. I'm using it on my show. (laughs) And I also feel like you've just reached inside my mind and pulled out all of these words that I associate with meditation. And I've never really placed them in like a conscious description like you just did. But like empowering, um, choosing, separation. All of these are things that kind of like are my beliefs about meditation. And I love that. So before we jumped on, when we were doing our intro, Nicole was talking about a couple of the meditations she's listened to from you and um, the sleep meditations and you like walking us into a physical place, like what you're just talking about sitting on the bank of the river. Those are just... I've found that that's my easiest way into this space is when I'm able to place myself somewhere. I'm able to see myself outside of myself. And like you said, you have like that physical representation of separation from your thoughts. Oh, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, it is really powerful. And I want, I want to kind of go in deeper to that what that actually really looks like in reality and what the power of this practice actually is. And and I want to highlight that it's a practice. 
I've been meditating and I actually got introduced to meditation the exact same way you did. I didn't really, I knew no one who meditated my whole life. And then at 18, 19 years old, I'm in my first yoga class in college. And those last five minutes were a guided meditation. And I woke up going, what What was that? And ever since I've been on this journey of, of, of accumulating meditation practice experiences, right? So, but let me put this into reality for you. The more that you practice that pause, the more that you always imperfectly, you know, um, sometimes painfully, sometimes beautifully, here's what it actually looks like when you, when it shows up in your life. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples, three examples. One was last night, my seven-year-old is, having a season of being seven and it's emotional roller coasters up and down, right? She's going from being a little girl to like a kid. And there's so many emotions, so many hormones, like all the things are happening. So within the span of an hour, she's my cute, cuddly girl loving up on me. And then 15 minutes later, she is yelling at me. And, you know, she's just like got all the angers coming out and things are being thrown around the house. And here's what meditation and the practice of this does. I want to react. My ego wants to react. I want to, I want to be able to discipline her. I want to, I want to help show. And then I've got compassionate mom in me. Like, okay, I need to help my kid figure out what's going on. Like, let her feel the feels. Like, all of this stuff going on in my head about how to handle this situation. I breathe and I take a pause in the chaos of this moment. And in that moment, I'm allowed, I'm able to hear this little voice that says, just be with her. Don't react. Just be with her. And I just let my kid cry, yell, scream. I did not react. I did not go punish her. I did not try to teach her a lesson. All I did was let her emote. And fast forward a couple of minutes, I ended up kind of giving her her space, letting her know I was in the kitchen when she was ready to talk. And she came back in and we both sat on the ground of the kitchen and we just talked and she melted into my arms and she was able to talk about what was getting her so upset. And that is just the power of that, just for my little girl and for me, so that I was not in reaction and therefore she does not... um get the the side effects of that reaction and my ego doesn't get hurt by her reaction i can see that she it's her ego reacting and her emotions right so like the the space that it creates and the practice that i've had in just taking a breath and listening for that voice that says don't do it now believe me there are times that that voice says she needs to go to her room right now how do we get her there right and then there are times where i flip and scream and i wig out and i don't do it well right but the power of that moment the power of the the opportunity and the practice of taking a pause allows me in a very real and raw and chaotic moment to not jump in the flipping river with her right And first of all, I mean, that has so many effects, but the first one is that my little girl gets to see her mom not jumping in the river with her, right? And my little girl gets to see what it looks like to have a calm reaction to an uncalm situation. So the, the fact that I get to model that is incredibly empowering. And then secondly, like we don't get to create this storm of I'm punishing her for her emotions and I don't really get to the heart of what's really going on, right? So that's one very real, this is where the rubber meets the road kind of experience. Um, and then another one is the experience of relationships. 
I mean, man, do our egos dance with each other in our, in our, you know, intimate relationships. Friends, yes, but my goodness, like in these intimate relationships, these, uh, you know, specifically my relationship with my husband, woo, holy moly, <laughs> have our egos been like dance with each other over our tenure together, right? And there are, <laughs> the older we get with each other and the more practice we have in this, and I'm grateful that my husband is incredibly emotionally intelligent and very mindful himself. And we don't always succeed at this. However, you know, I'm just taking this last little spout that we had a couple weeks ago. And I can hear I'm we're, we're yelling at each other. You know, he's upset. I'm upset because, you know, he's getting me upset and it's all his fault and he needs to be right. And just all the things. Right. And I just breathe and I can hear the voice going, you need to apologize, Katie. That was not that's not it. He this is not about him being wrong. This is not about you being right. Apologize and make that bridge right now. Now, let's be honest. I don't always listen to that <laughs> voice because there's sometimes I want to be right, right? But I eventually will always listen to that voice. And the amount of pain that that, that, that deletes from our relationship is significant. It is the reason why we are still together. It is the reason why we keep building a stronger and stronger relationship because I and he can I have had so much practice with that pause that I understand, especially in those moments of high tension and chaos, that the best thing I can do is create a space and to listen and to not jump into the river, to not react. And that's where love truly lives. That is where the voice of love exists. And when you are willing to listen to that voice of love, even though it's exactly what your ego says that you do not want to do because damn it, I'm going to be right this time. <laughs> and he will, he will see all of these things that he has done wrong. That's not the truth. And you know, it's not the truth. So the quicker we can get to that space of, of calm truth and that space of love and the quicker you can hear that, the quicker you can step out of the mud that you're already in and you can get to a space of real love and start repairing and healing and connecting all over again. Oh, these are just like two insanely beautiful yeah. examples. I have um, goosebumps. I can't believe mm -hmm. your daughter's seven. And <laughs> that is, I mean, I love that you just pulled it straight into real life for anyone who's tuning in. And I'm talking to myself too, because I feel like I'm so tuned into this right now. If you've ever questioned the power of meditation, if you've ever wondered how this can help you in your day-to-day -day life, or if you're even feeling like, okay, meditation's always kind of been like a little bit woo-woo for me. Like none of this sounds woo-woo. This sounds very life critical and so incredibly helpful. So, oh man, thank you for the, those examples. That's yeah. And you don't have to do it perfectly. Like there actually is no such thing as perfect. I'm not a quote unquote perfect meditator. I don't meditate every day. I don't meditate every day at the same time in the lotus position with my incense burning. That's not my kind of meditation. I am a, you know, I'm a choose your own adventure meditation gal. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have a set time to meditate. I kind of go with what I feel in any given moment. So if I wake up and I'm sort of like, ah, you know, those days where you just wake up and you're just like, I'm not, I'm not feeling a hundred percent today before I, you know, get to work, I will sit down and I'll just take five minutes to breathe. Like that's my meditation to kind of like get back. Sometimes it's actually, I know I need to journal out. I know I need to like make real this crap that's in my head and just get it out. Like, 
So I very much follow my intuition and am constantly asking the question, like, what do I need right now? Oh, I need to walk in nature. I need to go step barefoot out into my grass right now. Like I need, I don't, you know, something's not right. Or, or after, you know, a bunch of interviews or, you know, a bunch of active things that you're doing, it's like, ooh, before my brain is ready to go pick up my kids and be mom, like I need to like lay on my bed and just be here, not scrolling my phone, but like I need to be here and I just need to have my hand on my belly and I need to just feel feel this this breath for a couple of seconds and then that's it. So so it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, the guided meditations that I create are there to help you as you need them. And they're a great start and they're a great support for and, and a great part of the toolbox of all these opportunities to be mindful, all of these ways to to take a pause. And they're not the only way, you know, there's so many other beautiful ways and tools that that you can use, depending on where you are in any given moment. But I agree mm-hmm. that they are a great entry point for anyone who's not, you know, doesn't have a, a practice or is maybe a little bit unsure. I definitely think in my experience, um, the guided meditation is a great way to again, to combat that monkey brain, to focus, to give it something to focus on. So with your meditations, they're so beautiful in terms of the words, but there's also the music. And so there's a lot that your brain can focus on um, so that you can start to, you know, quiet the other chatter, the thoughts about, okay, I've got to hit my to-do list. What am I going to have for breakfast? Oh, I didn't do you know, defrost the chicken for dinner, whatever it is, right? Those, you know, I do think a guided meditation can really help someone who's new to meditation um, and give them yes. something to focus on. Yeah. Katie, you described it as, um, oh gosh, what did you just describe it as? Um, shoot. The conscious pause. I love that. And the imperfect yeah. practice. You, you no? said like a She's zoned out. I She's know. In, in I'm, just, I'm on the bank of the river, ladies. Um, <laughs> I'm a pretty restless person, and I've just been sitting quite still. I've noticed that about myself right now. Uh, yes. Okay. So, I mean, it was basically like a, a buffet of options. You didn't call it that, but your toolbox. Your, your toolbox. toolbox. Okay. Yes. Toolbox. Um, so, You have the Women's Meditation Network. You have a suite of beautiful podcasts that people can tune into. I totally agree with Nicole. That was actually my first way into this more traditional idea of like, how do I start to meditate? Because until I've experienced something, I just don't know. Um, Running is definitely that for me. I'm with you, Nicole, on yoga for sure. And I do love tuning in to some of these guided meditations, these podcasts, because they're so incredibly soothing. They have really incredible reminders um, that we can use in our day-to-day life. Katie, what are some other ways that you've meditated or what are some other like resources maybe that people could grab onto? Yeah. So um, a couple of other things. I've mentioned a few of them already, but I'll put them all here together. So journaling is another really great tool that allows you to pause and sort of, again, separate from thoughts because, you know, when you see it down on paper, you can physically see the separation between here are my thoughts on this paper and here is me right here. Um, so that's one really great way. Um, getting out in nature, not not just for, you know, the fact that, you know, it's a moving meditation, but like being in nature for me is one of the most powerful ways because it allows you, first of all, you get the physiological effects of like you're breathing in more oxygen. You've got all of these beautiful creatures and nature around you, right? But then for me, it is it always has this really powerful 
uh, punch of, I am, I am simultaneously the only one just like me in this entire universe. And I am a speck on this massive thing that is called the universe that I can't even begin to comprehend its massiveness, right? So it, it has this really grounding effect for me. And in doing so, I all of a sudden, all of those giant problems that seemed so big, you know, 15 minutes ago, you know, just a couple of walks in nature, whether I'm barefoot in the grass or whether I'm like going through a little mangrove forest right here, you know, in our state parks in Florida, um, whatever it is, like I'm just reminded that everything's actually okay. And it really quickly gets me into this space of gratitude. Like, you know what? Like, let me move aside all of these giant complaints that I have, everything that feels really heavy right now. And actually, I'm okay. You know, those birds, they're they're looking for their food today. And that's all they're worried about. And um, I'm going to, and I can feel their energy. Like I can feel this oneness of they are surviving. They're here. They're thriving. They're happy. They're, they're connected. So let me be connected. And very quickly it gets me to the space of like, wow, I'm, I'm really grateful for ABCD. Like just the bare bones, basic things that make me feel like, wow, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm good, you know? Um, and then, you know, the other thing that I want to make sure to mention is a really great uh, kind of a baby step to start is what I call mini moments of mindfulness. And if the thought of pressing play on a guided meditation or actually like committing to a meditation practice feels too big, one thing that you could literally do right now, um, and or after this, you know, you're done listening to this episode. I mean, you could do it right now, but uh, you could have a mini moment of mindfulness, which basically means that instead of allowing the to-do list to happen, you stop where you are. Perhaps that's, you know, you've just pulled up from dropping your kids off or, you know, you've pulled up from running, getting groceries. And instead of just running into the house right away, you just sit there and you take five deep conscious breaths. Five deep conscious breaths means that you are counting each breath. You're bringing your attention in to count those breaths. You're feeling the cool air in your nose as you breathe in, and you're feeling the warm air on your nose as you breathe out. You're feeling your belly and chest expand on the second breath, and you're feeling it contract on the, on the second breath, breathing out, and you count to five. It would. It, it, you're not going to be the only one who loses count after two or three because your mind then jumps to something else. But allow yourself to come back in, finish those five deep breaths, and that is a mini moment of mindfulness. Again, you're in the shower. You're taking a shower. You're thinking of all the things you need to do for the day. You're thinking of all the things you didn't do last last night, right? Uh, whether you, that brings up excitement or you know overwhelm, whatever the emotions are, instead of being there. Bring yourself into the moment of standing in the shower, feeling the droplets of water on your hair, on your back, going down your body and get incredibly intricate with the detail of the physical world happening in this moment. It brings you into the present. And just like I said before, like being in nature, it really quickly gets you into this space of gratitude. Wow, man, that warm, warm water feels so good. I'm really grateful that I get a warm shower every day. Not everyone in this world gets that. Holy cow, I've got this list of things to do. I'm I really love what I do. What what a privilege to do this work that I get to do in this world, you know? Like it it really these mini moments of mindfulness are so simple to sprinkle into every single day and they're mini pauses. And so there's there's no formality to it. You don't have to checklist them off of of anything like you just kind of do them and that 
builds that muscle more and more every single time you do it. That's really uh, powerful because I think a lot of the times people associate a duty sense to, you know, the practice and meditating and the, you know, some sort of formula to it and all of that. Um, but removing that sense of duty or that sense of what it looks like is, I think, a really important message. For me personally, um, you've said the word a lot and it's that not reacting. I think that's one of the most, um, the biggest thing that, that I've gotten from meditation in my imperfect way of practicing it, in my inconsistent way of practicing it. But nonetheless, when I do practice it, the most important thing it's given me is that sense of, and I do it in the morning and I do it before I look at my phone and I do it before I look at any notifications. Um, I don't have kids, so I've, I've got a business. I've got notifications from teammates who've been, you know, all around the world. So at different hours, there's plenty of those asynchronous, you know, communications that have come through before I look at any of that because those notifications, those messages, you know, require a decision or require some sort of reaction to it maybe or an alert yeah. to a problem. So before I look at any of that, um, I will try and do, try the days that I do to do a, a meditation because at least it gives me that space, that moment of non-reaction to that takes control of my day. So I kind of see it in that sense that I'm allowed to, I, I regain control of my the day ahead as best as I can because I'm not reacting immediately. Um, and I think that, yeah, that for me has been one of the, the biggest gifts. Mm. That's yeah, huge. I can, that's a really, I can totally relate to that, Nicole. I felt that way a lot too, that like I've identified almost like these triggers where I know that like once I go there, I'm in like a different state of mind. And if I am not conscious about, you know, taking that head on and, and being aware of it. Like, I think awareness is such a big part of it because mm. until you can feel yourself in those moments, you can't really like take yourself out of them. You have to know that it's happening. And Katie, I love that you brought gratitude into it too. I think that there's some practices that, that maybe all of us are doing on a daily basis where we might not immediately associate it with meditation. But I mean, stopping to think about what you're grateful for or, you know, these very simple things, like you said, being in the shower and just thinking like, wow, that feels amazing or being out in nature and, and hearing the sounds around you. I was, I don't even remember where I was. Um, I was out someplace and these birds were like making these beautiful chirping noises. And I, they, I, I was with a, a family and, and the kid was like, oh, I wish those birds would be quiet. They're so annoying. And I thought like, I think this is the most beautiful <laughs> sound ever. Like I want to listen to this yeah. on repeat all day. Um, and I think just taking those pauses to notice those types of things can be meditation in and of itself. So I'm really grateful for you opening up our minds to see that meditation doesn't have to be any one specific thing and that you know, I really encourage those who are tuning in to stop and think about ways that you might be already doing this in your day to day. And maybe it's not such a big step for you or such a big leap to think like you're, yeah. you're already yeah. doing this. Oh, okay. This has been so amazing. Katie, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today before we, I think you have a little giveaway to share with us, but before we dive into that, is there anything else that you want to share? Yeah, you know, I think I really just want to 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 really drive home the idea that um, 
you know, if you're listening to this and you have done meditation before, um, I think so many times we speak to the the person who, you know, is maybe timid about getting into meditation or really like really trying to to put their arms around it. And if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I do meditation, like the the power of this is that it's a constantly evolving practice. And I, you know, I say this much like, um, you know, if you're training for a marathon, um, y- y- there's a very specific kind of training regimen that you do, right? In order to to have your body and your mind ready to run that marathon. And, it, but working out, you don't bank those hours because you you can wake up a month later. And if you are not still in that training regimen, you're not going to be able to go out and run a marathon. <laughs> like you're, you know, your body's changed. You're like, there's something different. So there are so many seasons of, of awareness, of mindfulness, of, um, of, you know, what meditation looks like for you, but the power of it is there and available to you at any moment. And so, you know, this has the power when tapping into these pauses, when tapping into this space, it has the power to save you from a really, you know, ugly blowout with your little girl. And it also has the power to completely shift your business and come into your mind and consciousness and say, Oh, I'm, I'm done with that business. Now I'm going to start a whole meditation business, even though everyone thinks that you're nuts and crazy and doesn't get it. So like the power of this and the enormity of this is that it is, it's, it's, it's ever present and it can be ever present in what I call like this very conscious creation of your life at a granular level from the way that you react or don't react and the way that you're guiding your life and actually creating your life from the ground up. Um, all of it comes from your ability to pause, from your ability to really create a space to, d- to really separate from the thoughts, from the noise that's out there and get really clear on the voice that's in here. And when you can hear her and when you stretch that muscle to practice listening to her and taking action on that voice, there is nothing you cannot do. There is no life that you cannot create. That is the power. It is enormous. I have a really big why in me that says, if I can, if I can give this gift, this gift, this, this gift of this pause, to millions and millions and millions of women all over the world, the lives that are changed because of that, not just their ability to like reduce stress, fall asleep faster, right? Like all of those things are really great. They're great benefits of meditation. But I have a deeper desire to allow millions and millions of women to open up this space, to listen to her own inner voice so she can start living and creating the life that she actually really loves and that she's designing from the ground up. And that lives in her, in in that space, in that decision to react or to not, that decision to pay attention to that voice who's telling her to go do this over here, even even though people are going to think she's crazy. Like, and she's she's going to model that for her kids. She's going to model that for her friends and her family. Like the life, the the global change that this that this has is immense. So on the smallest of scales and on the biggest of scales, this, this sense of openness and this sense of clarity, this sense of space is available to anyone who just decides to show up and practice it very imperfectly, no matter what. <sighs> no, everything you said is just very, it's beautiful. It's powerful. It's, um, it's such an important message. That's why I'm so glad we brought you on Katie. Um, because I think, you know, Kate and I, uh, you know, 
on board with anything that can help women that can, and you know, impact and, 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 and make a change. And I, what you just shared is very clearly a way to make a positive change and a positive impact, not, you know, globally, but also just around the people around us. Yeah, that's a ripple effect that is very massive because like you said, Katie, when you're able to um, impart that in other people's lives, think of all the people that it affects around them as well in such a positive way, such a positive way. It's beautiful. Um, okay. Well, actually, I have one more question before we do giveaway. Is that okay? Yeah, go okay. for it. So you mentioned the word mindfulness and I have an idea of what mindfulness means for me, but how would you describe it in relation to meditation? That's a great question. Um, like, is it kind of I the same consider- thing? Yes and no. I feel like meditation is more of like an active practice. Like you're consciously aware of the fact that you're practicing meditation or practicing a pause. I think mindfulness is this awareness, which is very different. It's subtly different, but it's different. It's It becomes an awareness of self, an awareness of what it is. And it's really this... Um, this willingness to just see what is and to, to, I guess, um, notice when you do that pause or notice when you do that. But like, it's, it's really this awareness of self, of the situation, of, you know, your thoughts, your, your mindset, like whatever it might be. Whereas meditation is this actual, you know, it's, it's, it's an inaction, um, thing that you are, are practicing. Mm-hmm. Nicole, what would you say? Uh, I think um, I'm going to defer to our expert, and <laughs> and, and, and I agree what that she it, said. <laughs> exactly what Katie said. Um, no, I, I do agree that it's a sense of uh, of an awareness. I think that's that's probably a really good way to to put it. I guess like I was thinking as you were talking about that, kind of a little bit of the irony in. Um, people that I've spoken to um, when meditation has come up and they're not people who practice, they don't practice meditation. And the reason they give is that, oh, I'm just a restless person. The idea of sitting still, oh gosh, that's not me. I could never do that. I'm always go, 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 go. And in, in, in a sense, I feel like it's quite ironic because that's the person that needs it the most, that they don't realize that go, go, go. I don't know. It, you know, can, like you said, it can, it, it can lead to stress and, you know, sleep, all of that stuff, you know, sleep problems and anxiety and all of that stuff. So I guess I was just thinking, like, what would I say? Because I, I, I definitely don't think you can just tell someone that, you know, meditation is really good. You should do it. Um, it's much better to be that person that models it and just maybe shares, like, this is what I get out of it. And then if that person says, oh, well, that looks pretty good. I want a bit of that. Oh, I want some of that. Then they, they might be inclined to try it. So I guess I was just thinking like what your answer to someone who says that they can't sit still or they're a restless person and therefore they just can't meditate. Yeah, that is a great question. Um, I would, I would uh, ask questions that allow them to identify in themselves how they already mm-hmm. pause like how they already do many moments of mindfulness. Um, and it's mostly actually, I get this a lot. And it's mostly the people who are like, I, I, I run, like mm-hmm. I, I'm a runner, I need to be working out. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about what you experience when you're doing that. And usually 99% of the time they can get it. They're like, oh, that, oh yeah. So when you're running, do you feel, is this how you feel? Like kind of like the world kind of goes to a blur, like maybe you don't have it the whole run, but like you've got moments of like, 
your mind is clear, you feel calm, like everything feels chill, right? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, that's meditation. (laughs) That's it right Mm. there. So, so, you know, my, my call would be to allow them to see that within themselves and, and not make them wrong. If they, if that's how they want to continue a meditation practice and not make them wrong for not being what everyone thinks meditation should look like and really enhancing that in themselves. That's a great, Mm. that's such a good one. Yeah. I actually have found that I dip into a little bit of meditation when I'm doing the dishes because mm-hmm. yes. I experience that. I experience yeah. this like I'm not thinking about other things. I just get like in this zone of, yeah, what do you say? Like it's kind of blurred around me. And yeah. it's so, like the yeah. activities of the mundane, right? Like people do yeah. like gardeners, like people who garden feel experience this a lot. People who um, who paint or just they're doing mund- they're, you know, cleaning up and vacuuming, whatever it is like in these activities, in these mundane activities, we find that because our brains, we can we can get our brains busy doing that activity. And then it creates that space. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're mm-hmm. they're actually really powerful. Going back yeah. to your question about the mindfulness, this is my scattered brain, how it jumps around. Um, I was thinking, <laughs> when is the moment that I feel quite mindful or present? And it is in nature, observing nature, looking mm. at like details, whether if I'm on a walk, I'm looking at leaves, I'm noticing the ground, I'm noticing like the ripples in, in the water, all of that. That for me is a very mindful moment because I'm just so present and aware of the details in this very moment. That's, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Katie, thank you again so much for everything that you've shared with us today. We're going to link up to the Women's Meditation Network in the notes of this episode so that all of our listeners can check that out. You have a whole suite of, I believe, seven different podcasts. Is that right? Uh, by the time this comes out, there will be nine. <gasps> oh, yeah. my goodness. This yeah. is so exciting. Okay. Yeah. Yay. And if you wouldn't mind, please, other than womensmeditationnetwork.com, where can people get in touch? with you if they want to learn more about your connect with you. And then can you also tell us about your giveaway? Yeah. So um, obviously womensmeditationnetwork.com and then Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram, it's uh, at womensmeditationnetwork.com. I'm sorry, at womensmeditationnetwork. And then obviously same with Facebook. Those are the two best places to get a hold of me. And then, yeah, so the giveaway. So we're giving away some really awesome swag bags full of just tons of some of my favorite health and wellness products. Um, And it's like over $300 worth of products in each of them from like Athletic Greens to Just Thrive Probiotics to Veg News Magazine. I mean, like everything you can think of. We got it. Amazing. Yeah. So um, we're giving away 10 of these gift bags. And all you have to do to enter is follow three steps. Number one, just go subscribe and listen to any one of the podcasts. And you can do that by searching for Meditation for Women in your podcast player. All of them will come up. And then you just go ahead and subscribe and listen to whichever one you want. Um, once you do that, go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts. Go share a uh, an honest rating and review. Take a screenshot and then step number three, go to Instagram or Facebook, tag Women's Meditation Network, share that screenshot of your review and you are officially entered. Amazing. I will be entering myself. I know that for sure. So <laughs> we will, uh, we'll go ahead and include these steps in the notes as well. So that if you're tuning into this right now and you're thinking like me that you have to get a hold of all of this amazing stuff in this swag bag, then, uh, you will have the steps to do so. Katie, thank you so much for today. And it was so amazing catching up with you. 
Uh, Kate, Nicole, you ladies are amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yay. Yay. All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat on meditation and mindfulness with Katie, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.